All right, everybody, welcome back to part three of the SideQuest podcast's intro to Kingdom Hearts lore. Uh, I am being dragged simultaneously, willingly and unwillingly, through the hellscape that is this game lore. Um, in the last two episodes, we covered um, one. We covered one. We covered um, Ch- Chains of Memory. Uh, two, uh, three, five, eight over two. And then all of the crap that went in there, needless to say, I had less jokes in the last episode, mostly because two and three, five, eight were actually a little bit more grounded in terms of their storytelling. And three, five, eight was honest to God, really, really sad. But, uh, I, it's, I still have yet to hear anything as crazy as man sex, the space whale. (laughs) Just you wait, man. This is the one. This is, this is the one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little quick quick caveat. I'm gonna intro this and then that was just BJ take over with his Watch Mojo hoodie. Um, oh, that's what that is. I'm gonna try to figure that out for the last not, three it's not, hours. It's not Watch Mojo, but I saw it. and I, I thought of it. Walmart, but that is exactly what that is. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it looks like. Walmart. That's what it looks like. I've been. Welcome to the Sidequest <laughs> <laughs> Have you All ever right. tried to figure out exactly what top, your purpose is in life? Top ten Kingdom Hearts characters. Top ten man sex. <laughs> Top 10 reasons why the writer of Kingdom Hearts was probably a racist. <laughs> Top 13. <laughs> you see him? He's black. He's a bad guy. Have fun. God, that... The, the darker the skin, the... Blacker the heart? The I don't know. That was... Like, that's... it's It sounds so bad. But, like, for anyone who actually knows Kingdom Hearts, I'm not one of those people. It's no, it, it literally has been that. It's been It's one of the things where when you when you retroactively look at it, it seems that way, but it's not. Like realistically, it's not this racist, whatever. It's just a lot of the it's things so were like funny. we played these games so many times that we latch on to the weird shit. Yeah. Well it's, yeah, because like by this point I'm like, I know the story, so like when it, I replay it I, I laugh because I'm like, huh. That's a little weird. Organization thirteen is pretty ethnic. Like very. Yeah, and so but anyway. This next game is called Birth by Sleep. It is a prequel to the entire series. So this takes place before Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh. So we have a new cast of characters, one of which name is Aqua, cool. Terra, and okay. Ventus. So it's... Aqua, Terra, Ventus in the middle. Oh, sweet Jesus. So, uh, fun fact. And they have Keyblades. Cool. Ventus is the interesting one because he... Wields his Keyblade backwards? that but he also looks exactly like Roxas. Indeed he does. Same, same voice hair. actor, same hair, same everything. That's important to the lore. Anyway, um the weirdest looking high heels I have ever seen. But uh, Aqua? Yeah, how yeah. do those support? They're coming off like they, the side They for, don't. Yeah. They anime. Yeah. Yeah. Brock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will try his, to his, sto- his, sto- will. his story is also really sad, but also the, the most epic shit. Yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna this this one to me is the most anime, where like you have the the cast of characters and like the shit they go through and like the hype moments. So this is where they break into some heavy lore. Like beforehand, you're like ah Keyblades, it's Sora's thing, and I guess Riku can get one too. Now you're like, no, this is a, like there's a religion and all this. Yeah. Anyway, oh god, BJ, the church. I'm gonna let you take care of this one because this is yours. I'll interject when I need to, but here you go. Okay, so we open on a world called the Land of Departure, um, which is essentially a training ground for Keyblade wielders. Ah, so it's Southwest Airlines. Yes, run <laughs> by this man. Oh, who is a samurai? Oh no, really? Voiced by Mark Hamill. No way. Yes. He is essentially a creation just for these games, meant to mirror Yin Sid. Uh, his name is Master Ericus, which is an anagram of square. Wow, it actually is. Yes. Um, but he's a badass dude, and he's raising three kids by himself. I scrolled down two swipes, and I found fan art. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um so let me just to clarify. So we're on we are before one. We this are is with ten Aqua. years before Kingdom Hearts One. Ten years, so they are being born in no well they're the like, two. They're teenagers. They're uh well no No, I mean like the Sora the main cast are alive, but they're young children. Okay, so then you've got 
Terra, Aqua, and Ventus. Yes, people just um, call him Vin. Vin. Oh. Vent. Vent. <laughs> he does have air powers. That's his whole thing. I, You know what? I wouldn't have picked up on that at all. I just realized it. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you actually? <laughs> yes, because I was like, okay, Aqua and Terra make sense, water and earth. But to, to clarify, Ventus or Venti are Latin storm spirits. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Landon's microphone just got knocked over by a Latin wind spirit. <laughs> it was dumb with my Ventus shit. was like, shoot. Um, no, uh, this game has a lot of like Latin influences with like a lot of its boss fights having like chanting and like so all this I'll, cool stuff. So I'll yeah. probably pick up on that considering I'm a private school kid. Um, yeah, it's awful. So we've got Ventus, Aqua, and Terra, and they are in Southwest Airlines getting trained by Samurai Luke Skywalker. Yeah. All right, then. Great start. <laughs> Already got jokes. Let's go. I like this one way better than, than uh, 358 over hey. 2. <laughs> <laughs> I like it way better, too. But um, basically, it's, it's an academy okay. in this place. Ericus is really the only teacher left here. There's not a lot of Keyblade wielders left. Um, because of this thing called the Keyblade War. That tr- that's so derivative. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Uh, but basically, five like nations of Keyblade wielders, essentially, oh my God. Uh, got mad at each other, and they all killed each other. All right, so everything changed when the Hotel Key Nation attacked. Yes. All right, cool. Um, so there's very few Keyblade Masters left out there. Ericus is one, Yen Sid is another, and then one that comes to the land of departure as a visitor is master xehanort he shows um, up with his apprentice um vanitas um let me find a picture of him so that they can oversee the mark of mastery exam which is basically like the jedi master thing but for keyblade wielders ah uh, vanitas is not known to be there by the the main cast, he's in the shadows. Uh, but do you remember Riku yes. in Kingdom Hearts One? Remember that? Uh, remember his outfit? Yeah. The yeah. Imagine, imagine Darth Vader version of that. Okay. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I probably have fat faster internet. Probably. If you wanna, yeah. yeah I can give you the password to the uh, Wi-Fi. We'll do that. Well, I fuck. I'm I'm way too far into this, and I don't want to stop. Pause it. Okay, show him. God damn it. Okay, it's okay. Just keep well, going. Um, Terra and Aqua have been training to be masters their whole life. Um, Ventus breezed his way in. Do not scroll. Okay, I will not. Spoilers. Do not scroll. Wow. Yeah, he's got blood sports helmet. I was about to say, he looks like Riku's. Vanitus. Vanitus. That sounds cooler. Vananana. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they invite Master Xehanort to oversee the exam because, like, you know, they have to have a judging panel. And Ericus is obviously very biased because he's raised these kids. Um, and Ventus is just kind of watching from the sidelines because he's still, like, a basic apprentice. Um, Aqua and Terra are fighting these, like light constructs mm-hmm. to prove their like worth and moves and skill. Um, Xehanort does this little weird thing with his hand where he goes, mm. and then, uh, catch the ethereal cat. Yeah. So they, uh, the balls turn into darkness instead of light and they can hurt you now. So Ericus is like, I'm not going to intervene. You guys take care of this as part of your exam. Now, uh, Tara, while he's doing well, he shows that he has like dark, mean tendencies, and Aqua just does it like a bad bitch. She's the most competent character in the entire series. Okay, she is. She literally carries most of the games like she's in on her back. Like anyone, everyone else in this series, like I don't. But what if? But this thing, and she's like, just calm down. Let's think this through. And it's like, man, where were you the past three games? I right? feel like we wouldn't have had to deal with a gummy bear ship if she were here. You wouldn't. You wouldn't, because they have other things. Oh. So, are uh, they made out of Twinkies? At this point, they're I'm ridden assuming. by Twinks. 
So, being in this Keyblade Academy has afforded them better training than Sora or Riku ever had, obviously. Oh, clearly. Um, Sora and Riku's only training were, oh my god, a key! And that's it. Yeah, so <laughs> just hit shit with it, essentially. Um, beat your ass! <laughs> Terra, Aqua, and Vin have these, like, pieces of armor, like Aqua's shoes and her belt, Terra's arm thing that you saw, and Ventus's, like, spalder on his shoulder. Um, when they tap them, they can come become full suits of armor. Um, I'm going to need you to pull up a picture of that. Uh, <laughs> they, after the exam, they're going through, like, the marks. Erica says, Aqua, did great. Proud of you. You're a master now. You are Master Aqua. And then Aqua's like, sick. Um, Deuces. <laughs> yeah. And then... Oh, those are dope. What the heck? Yes. We we haven't said this yet, but there are secret movies at the end of Kingdom Hearts games, and at the end of two, it's those three armor sets walking through a graveyard of Keyblades, and it's the sickest shit of all time. We'll show you after this. Yeah. Yes, because it's a bit spoiler heavy on that. That is, honest to God, some of the dopest armor I've seen, and I've played Destiny 1. Is it with the capes? No. Okay, well, they have capes oh. as well. There's, there's uh, Terra. That is dope. Yeah, that's that's my favorite design of all time in this game series. Um, Their keyblades too are so like cool. Like that's Terra's keyblade. Yeah, it's they have the coolest designs in Birth by Sleep. Um, so the the things that their training have afforded them are the armor, the ability to transform their keyblades, and um, basically just a better understanding of how all this works. So they're starting off leagues ahead of where Sora and Riku did. Mm-hmm. Um, Ericus goes to Terra and he's like, look, I saw the darkness in you when you were taking your exam. You are not a master. Uh, you just need to work on that and we'll like let you retake the test later. Not a big deal. And then Terra's like, fuck, you're not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, while all this is happening, uh, Vin runs away from home. Um. Well, so here's the thing. To 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 build on the homoerotic tendencies. Oh my god. Uh. Well, Steve is actually way better at this without going full homoerotic. Like Terra and Vin's is more clearly a brother relationship, and less of like Soren Riku's like, y'all fucking, mm. like, because Vin is the younger one of the tri- of the trilogy. Um, Terra's the older brother. Aqua's the mom. Like, it's very clear. It's like, okay, you, the roles in this group. He's the kid. Terra's the older brother. Aqua is the competent mother of the group. But <clears throat> Terra pretty much fucks off because he's like, Master Ericus finds out. Well, so, well, no, because so here's what it is um, Terra is going on a mission to, to defeat some Heartless. Or, no, sorry, not Heartless. Another thing. We'll get to that. Uh, but there's a disturbance. So he's going to send Aqua and Terra, I think, at first. And then, Terra, so Terra goes. Then, not wanting to be left behind, he's like, no, I, I'm i going to go after Terra. So he just leaves without any... And so then Aqua is like, you have to... Eric's is very adamant. You have to get Ven. Like, you have to find him. And so they all, that's, that's how they all leave. Birth by Sleep, by the way, is you play as all three of these characters, and they each have their own storyline. So when you play as Ven, you go through Ven's story till it converges. You go through Terra's story till it converges, and then Aqua's story till it converges. And then um, they have a final chapter, which is Aqua's point of view, and it's really good. The whole like this game's character chapters are like really cool. Okay. Um, except Aqua's is a fucking nightmare because for whatever reason the game goes. You know how to play this by now. Um, well, she so, is the master. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, yeah. So pretty much that's how they they leave. Tara leaves to do a thing because he's told to do it. Vin is an, is a child who's like, no, I want to go help. And he goes. And then Aqua has to be the mother hen and bring them all back home. So then that's where we go. And then before that, Master Xehanort talked to Tara 101. Is like, no, that darkness isn't a bad thing. You can use it. It can be a, a weapon, right? And so then that's, that's where the journey starts. 
is they're all on their own thing. Vin's trying to find Tara. Tara's actually doing a job. And now Aqua has to both do the same job and also find Vin and Tara. It's a whole thing. <clears throat> okay. We will start with Snow White. Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Tara gets there first. Uh, he basically, when he drops in, he's in the the Queen's castle. Okay. He goes down to the basement uh, or lair or whatever you want to call it. And the Queen is there talking to the magic mirror. And she's like, oh, that guy's strong. Hey, uh, there's this evil lady in the forest. I need you to go put her heart in this box. And then Tara says, got you. You're the queen. Nothing is wrong with this situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Who's the dumbest bitch of all? Tara. <laughs> uh, he goes into this field of flowers, and he sees this singing, beautiful girl, and he says, that's the bitch I got to kill. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the one, boys. <laughs> He goes up, up. <laughs> he goes up to her and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm just wonderful." And he's like, "She doesn't seem that bad." And then these things that look like heartless and nobodies but aren't show up, and she's like, "Oh my god, monsters!" And she runs off into the woods. Tara stays behind to fight these things, um, and we learn that they're called the Unversed. Uh, Tara defeats a couple waves of them, goes back to the castle, goes down in the basement, is like, Queen, what the fuck? She wasn't evil at all. You're just trying to, like, manipulate me. And she's like, get in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror basically consumes him, and you fight the spirit of the magic mirror. Uh, it's a really cool boss fight in this mirror dimension. Super dope, but you basically beat the spirit's ass and get back out of the mirror. Mirror, and then, mirror on the wall who just got their ass handed <laughs> to them by the dumbest bitch of all. <laughs> and then you dip out of the world. Okay. Vin gets there second. Uh, he goes in and um, he goes to the mines and the dwarves are like, you know, doing their shit, working. Um, and then they're like, oh my God, a regular sized person, hide. <laughs> uh, so your whole first mission is Vin is to find these dudes in the mine while saving them from Unversed. Aqua shows up later, saves uh, Snow White with the prince's help, and basically what they're doing is Vin gets the weird shit in these stories, Aqua gets the hopeful moments, and Tara is the villain. Is he black? Uh, he turns black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> There's a specific scene where you can point out where he turns black, too. Um, <laughs> so they go about this for a while, and then they end up in this place that turns into Hollow Bastion okay. called Radiant Garden. Oh, yeah. They all converge. Uh, Merlin from the Sword in the Stone is there with a book, which he always has. That's how they explain the Winnie the Pooh world. Um <laughs> Heartless always steal the pages, you get them back, and then you go meet Winnie the Pooh and shit. Um, and everybody makes fun of Eeyore for being depressed. It's it's kind of fucked up. But uh, in this one... Wait, do the villains are either black or have... Or really old, old boomers. Yeah. Depressed people. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so they all eventually meet up in this one town... This was written by some Midwesterner named Becky. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of Twilight-esque. Um, they, they are all following this one giant heartless that they don't know is split into three pieces, um, and they end up fighting it together. And then Vin dips out of there before Aqua can take him home. Aqua's like, Terry, you need to calm down. Like, you're being a real dick. Um, I've been to the worlds that you've been to, and bad shit is happening all around you and Tara's like uh no Master Xehanort says I'm a good boy so I'm gonna keep going he's got that praise kink yeah um <laughs> so that's the thing so we told you about the Snow White world but every world that Tara goes to yeah it's like he kind of either directly or indirectly causes the bad things to happen to those worlds whether he's manipulated or he just does it because he thinks he's doing the right thing or darkness happens and it kind of clouds his judgment He's the one who, like, like Sleeping Beauty falls into the slumber because of him. Um, like, all everything bad. It's like, in the Stitch world, he's the reason there. Every single world that he goes to, he's the one who causes the bad. 
Aqua's the one who has to fix it and then just gets the fun side adventure. Can I, like, make a guess as to what happens? Sure. He's the reason that Sora's mom is now dead. Kinda. Kinda. Cool. We'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, so by by that point, I think it's, like, midpoint of all of their stories is the Hollow Bastion yeah, that's like Reading the Garden. one-third point. Yeah, so, and then, um, yeah, it's about one-third, and then, yeah, they all go off on their adventures again. And there's a couple more convergent points. But by this point, this is when the characters probably meet Vanitas a couple times. Yes, he showed up a couple times. By now. And he's pretty much goading them and like, haha, I'm evil. And, uh, uh, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's he's over here, uh, has a oddly, oddly familiar voice, but you're like, oh, whatever. And you just go through the game. And yeah, so you keep going. Okay, so <clears throat> as all these events are happening... Um, Vin is having a bit of an identity crisis because he can't remember anything from before he got to the land of departure and started training with Ericus. Um, you come to find out that he was Xehanort's apprentice and Xehanort essentially said, this kid is useless, dump him on Ericus um, and wipe his memories. Um, Terra, while this is happening, keeps going back to Xehanort for advice Xehanort's like, you're doing great. Um, you're getting more powerful. This is exactly what you need to become a master. Aqua, on the meanwhile, is going back to Erica's and reporting, um, getting advice there, and just honing her skills, um, trying to bring her family back together. We enter the second act. Um, they go through a couple other Disney worlds. Um, there's this one really cool one where it's the, the Federation cruiser from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, that's dope. Basically, Terra is fighting these unversed in space because he can do that. He has the armor and a flying keyblade. Oh, clearly he's got the powers of the space whale. Yes. Uh, is but it a sperm whale? Is it a sperm whale? It can be. Oh, my God. <laughs> space seaman. <laughs> but uh, This is where we're at in this podcast. You guys have just blown every semblance of just continuity out of the water. I'm over here eating goldfish. <laughs> But uh, he gets abducted by the Federation, and Gantu is like, who are you? You're like a bad guy. Vin goes there, and he meets Stitch, who they um, they were about to like kill because he was an experiment. Vin basically helps him escape, gets him the red cruiser, and then they like escape the spaceship together. Um, the Federation ship like blasts them, and Vin like, gets separated from Stitch. His ship crashes somewhere off in the distance, and you never see him again. But he does become a summon in Kingdom Hearts 2. Ah. So that's how they basically explain that away. Um, Terra gets a message, basically, from Xehanort. Uh, he's like, help, this brown man has kidnapped me, uh, <laughs> and he's probably going to kill me if you don't show up. He has guns. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Terra goes back to Radiant Garden. As he said, Terra goes back, and we meet this character named Bragg. Brag. 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 Um, remember, don't forget the X. Um, this man, yeah, Zigbar. It's Zigbar when he was a person, not a nobody. Hmm. And uh, this man is like in a he. He's got his two guns. Um, he's got no eye patch yet. This is pre eye patch. Yeah. No eye patch, no scars, and still Detroit. Like the Imperial Guard uniform. So um, a lot of the characters you see in this, the the castle that the Heartless take over to create Maleficent's castle was originally just like a regular-ass castle that ruled over this town. Um, there are scientists that work there, and the Royal Guard have this, like, uniform with the white boots and, like, a uh, an ascot. And you see a lot of characters wearing those. Okay. Um, Tara goes there. <clears throat> Terra goes there to find Xehanort. He's literally tied to a pillar um, with, like, the thickest rope ever suspended above the ground. I don't know how they got him up there. Um, but Brig is like, hey, I'm the kidnapper. Uh, you have to fight me now. In case you were not aware by the color of my skin and the amount of guns I have, I am Detroit. <laughs> so Terra Become fights him. human. <laughs> Terra fights him, gets really pissed off because he's really come to appreciate Xehanort as a master. Um, and he, like, shoots this dark beam at Brag's eye. 
And Brig is like, ow, my eye, that's never going to be usable again. He has a big scar. <laughs> and then he's like, Xehanort, why'd you pay me to do this if you knew I was going to get hurt? And then Xehanort's like, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> um, so it was a whole ploy to get Terra deeper into the darkness. Um, Vin, what does Vin do? Can just do a diagram. I know he meets the mice from... Uh, Cinderella. He pretty Vin is Vin's is pretty much like all his stuff is the importance of like friendship and like also just kind of being like oneself, right? Everybody like all of his stuff are the more fun hijinks, but it's because he's a child and because his worldview is that he's like I just want to. It's the same thing with like Roxas and three five eight. I just want to have fun with my friends. So yeah. Vin, Vin goes and you know he goes to the Disney town and he's like doing all these cool games he goes to peter pan and he's hanging out with the lost boys and them like his is all fun and telling him to like live life to the fullest and like like don't like it's literally just like your past doesn't define you like go forth and create new memories with your friends yeah um and that's pretty much all his but we get closer and closer to what i call the convergence point but we'll get there but go ahead so all the while through Vin's campaign, um, Vanitas keeps showing up in these worlds and kind of like playing on his perceptions, like making him think, Aqua and Terra just think of you as like a child they have to babysit. Like you're just causing trouble for them. Nobody actually wants you around. Um, and he basically learns that he is some sort of, he has some sort of dark power inside of him that uh, is not good for anyone in any world. So he flies back to the land of departure and speaks to Ericus and he basically falls to his knees and says, I need you to kill me because I can't live and have everyone else be safe. Xehanort uh, sees this through Vanitas' eyes. Um, Vanitas keeps reporting back to him. He calls Terra over to him and he's like, hey, Terra, Ericus is about to kill Vin. You need to go stop him now. So Terra flies in jumps in between them opens like a little door between worlds and kicks Vin into it and um he's like Tara stop I need to be killed <laughs> and uh Ericus is like he's he's like a vessel of darkness like he's kind of right and then Tara's like what the fuck is wrong with you we're your he's he was your son basically <laughs> and then Ericus is like has the darkness taken you Tara Elder Abuse Part Two. Electrical well, well, no, Ericus is pretty much like, it's like, what are you doing? He's your son. He's, hey, he's adopted, and hey, what's the guy, dog? Uh, but no, we're it's, returnable. <laughs> as long as we got return the return to Cinder. Um, no, that'll be hard. Yeah, uh, but no, that that so that's kind of the big point with that is that like Vin's is Vin's story is about belonging, and that is comes to a head because yeah, Vin's like, I can't survive, and Ericus is like, I agree. Like Ericus never really wanted Vin. And it was very clear he was just waiting for Ven to explode. And Ven coming to him with the will to go, just kill me. He was like, yeah, okay. And then, yeah, Terra comes in and they fight. And Terra kills Ericus. Their, men their mentor, Japanese samurai Luke Skywalker, like, dead. In the land of Southwest Airlines. Yep. And then, uh, Aqua. <clears throat> So Aqua, through this whole journey, she's uh, she went to Radiant Garden, the Hollow Bastion world. She meets a little girl um, who is being chased by the Unversed. Um, she like fights him off. The little girl runs back to her grandmother, and she's like, "What's your name?" And the little girl says, "Oh, I'm Kyrie." And uh, Aqua basically places a spell of protection on her, kind of. Um, Yes, it's literal plot armor. And uh, she does this, like, ceremony of passing thing with uh, with her where she basically, like, gives her the handle of her keyblade and she was like, as long as you accept this key, it'll keep you safe. Um, in Vin's journey, he just goes to Destiny Islands. Um, that's where Xehanort was training him originally uh, when he learned that he was basically a piece of shit, but still useful. Mm -hmm. um, so he's just kind of kicking around the beach. He sees these two kids running around. It's Sora and Riku. Sora's dad is like waiting on the boat. He's in the game. Um, 
and he basically is like, wow, I wish I had a friendship like that, but I guess all my friends hate me now. Mm -hmm. um, Tara also goes there. Is that? <laughs> so Tara goes to Destiny Islands, and this is, remember, remember in Kingdom Hearts 1, right? Where uh, Riku stole the Keyblade from Sora? That's important for this. Okay. Tara does like a Keyblade initiation to Riku. Pretty much going like a hey, you can be chosen by the Keyblade, pretty much. And it's like a, a passing ceremony almost. Yeah. So, um, so Riku now has the ability to summon a Keyblade when he gets older. Remember, did he do it to Sora or no? Yeah. So Sora, remember, Sora wasn't supposed to have the Keyblade. It was supposed to be Riku. And then Riku succumbed to the darkness, so the Keyblade chose Sora because of another reason, which we'll get to at the end of the game. Yes. Um, we we get to this point, all the characters are in like mental turmoil. Uh, Xehanort pretty much called all of them, and he's like, hey, bitch, it was me the whole time. I'm waiting at the Keyblade graveyard. This is the site where the Keyblade War happened. They all wiped each other out. There's gigantic craters where magic just impacted the land. And there's literally just tombstones or keyblades rusted and disheveled. It's a desert. Nothing can live here. And um, there's like this long pathway through the keyblades. And that's just nothing you can see for the curvature of this world. It's just keyblades. Yes. Um, they all show up separately. They put on their armor. Um, I forgot a major port part of this game. Uh, Mickey Mouse is in it. He's an apprentice at this point. Um, to Yin Sid, he has a keyblade called the Star Seeker, based on the hat. Um, and he's kind of like jumping around universes randomly because he stole this magic artifact that's just kind of like, we're going to reset your location and just bounce you amongst the stars. Okay. So Mickey's never really there much to help at all. But he's like becoming friends with the characters. Um, and Aqua kind of lets him know, hey, some shit's going down. We need as many Keyblade wielders as we can get. So Mickey shows up late to the party. But the three show up to the party and they fight Vanitas and Xehanort. And then Bragg shows up because he's like, you guys took my fucking eye. <laughs> I want revenge. Um, Aqua and Mickey are fighting Bragg. Uh, go for it. I'm going to explain this last bit because I feel like it's important. So it's, it starts with this cool cutscene. It's pretty yeah, you can have the terror one. Um, it's the cutscene, the secret ending cutscene for Kingdom Hearts 2. It's them fighting the Keyblade Graveyard. Uh, Xehanort's murking them because he's super powerful. Vanitas is also kicking ass. He ride, he like summons a bunch of these Keyblades all like to like, come at people, like a, like a wave of them. And Vanitas just surfs on them. It's the sickest shit, bro. <laughs> um, but they fight. Um, Aqua fights Vanitas, and then she gets knocked out. Then fights Vanitas, and this is where we have the biggest exposition dump of who Vanitas is. Vanitas is the dark half of Ventus. And you're like, oh, and when the helmet comes off, it's literally Sora with black hair and gold eyes, and it's like, huh? Excuse me? There's a reason. Uh, but they fight, and then they fight inside of, the, of Ven's heart where they pretty much were fighting for control. They the whole point of their plot was it was it was Xehanort's way to make the keyblade, which is the oh, the door to king like the way Kingdom Hearts is opened. It is two kingdom keys crossed with a glowing green saber that comes out of it. It's the it's really cool. It's insane. But the point is you need to have a darkness and a light like merge together to create it. And so that's what he used Ven for. He took all the darkness out so it was just light, but it turned Ven into a husk. We then learn somehow Sora's heart reaches out to Ven to give him light. Somehow. I don't quite get that one yet. Yeah, it, it's never really gone into it. Yeah, but pretty much that's how Ven is able to function and not be a husk. Um, like, he reaches out to Sora's heart because Sora is pure like super pure um because he's had no man sex right <laughs> um and, and he never and illusion. he never will right <laughs> remember 
He never will. He's he's a virgin. He's pure. Um, how bad he wants to. He's pure. Church got to keep it that way. Um, but basically, that's why Vanitas looks like the way he does. It's why Vin is able to really use a keyblade effectively, and it's also, which we'll learn later. Vin and Vanitas fight, and Vin defeats Vanitas. Because of that, Vanitas is like, if you kill me, you'll go catatonic again. Like you're gonna, you're going to be a vegetable. And Vin's like, okay, as long as my friends are protected. So Vin defeats Vanitas, and he becomes just uh, nothing. Like, he's literally, like, no emotion, nothing. He can't function at all. He's just a body that's living. And before this, Aqua wakes up, and she sees Vin holding the sick-ass-looking Keyblade, and then he, like, he fights her because it's Vanitas controlling him. And that, so Aqua's fighting Vin's body, controlled by Vanitas. Vanitas is fighting Vin inside his body. So it's two fights going on. Aqua wins. Vin beats Vanitas in his body. Aqua beats him. And so then that's the catatonic state. The keyblade breaks. And so then you're like, okay, cool. While that was going on, Terra has his moment. And it's arguably the best one. So Terra at this point realizes that Xehanort has been manipulating him through this whole game and made him kill his dad. Um, Xehanort has messed up the whole terrain of this world with his magic he's got this one pillar of rock that just stands above everything else miles high Tara says I'm going after him uh, this is my fight um, so he goes up there alone he fights him and Vanitas by himself for a bit and then Vanitas leaves to go fight with Vin um, Tara is like basically trouncing this old man <laughs> because he's old um, <laughs> and pretty brown. <laughs> and uh, all right, so we've got, and he's also voiced by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> so we have elderly, ethnic, the worst things you could possibly be. <laughs> Detroit, yes, <laughs> as the villain types. Tara. In the middle of this fight, he basically says, um, I can't believe I trusted you. You made me kill my master. And then he specifically says, no, my father, um, Ericus. And he dons his armor and fights him. Um, it gets to a point where he's on his back foot to this old man. And the old man's like, gotcha, bitch. He shoots this beam into Terra's chest. He like clasps the armor back on just at the right moment. But it hits him anyway. Um, and then the armor falls apart. Tara's hair turns stark white. His skin is now brown. <laughs> uh, and his eyes are golden. And he now has the voice actor of Man Sex and Ansem. Oh, no. So the old man has disappeared. He's taken Tara's body for himself. Um, he, he starts walking away. Because now he's young again, he can do whatever he wants. He has like all move his knees. Yeah, he he has all the darkness. And as he's walking away, he's like, "What a little bitch!" Ha ha ha. And then this gigantic orb of these like golden chains wraps around the top of this thing. He turns around to see that the armor isn't laying in pieces anymore, but sitting on its knees, holding a keyblade down in the ground like a knight. Um, the cape appears on the armor. And Xehanort says, why are you still resisting? I have your body. I have your heart. Why does your mind still resist? And then the armor, just being armor, stands up and pulls the keyblade out in one last attempt to take his body back and be a person. Um, he doesn't succeed. Xehanort trounces him pretty easily. He has the stand now, which, come to find out, is Terra trapped in the body still, has been this dark stand the whole time. That's the coolest part is that, yeah, like the because the stand is like trapped it's and chained. Up. The yeah. Arms are stuck up here in the like, mouth. like the mouth is like held together. Like it's literally Tara's soul trapped into into what he calls himself as Ansem later, but it's Xehanort. That's and it's terrifying. It's so fucking cool. And, um, yeah, the, the night thing is the coolest shit because in Kingdom Hearts 2, that's the secret final boss is Terra's will. 
Yeah, it's it's called the lingering will. And it just eternally waits in the Keyblade graveyard for Xehanort to come back one day so he can just fuck him up. That's amazing. So, the game ends with Aqua Mickey leaving with Ven's body. Uh, Aqua goes back to the land of departure. It's like dark. It's you know, it's over. Uh, like everything's broken. And, um, she goes in to the back, she goes to the main hall again, sets Vin onto a chair and then takes her key, takes, uh, master, does she have master, does she have master air kisses yet? Yeah. So she has master air kisses keyblade now. Yeah. It's just really cool. Yeah. Um, and then she, she puts it into a lock and the whole land of departure turns into castle oblivion. And that's where, and that's where Ven is residing. So he's sitting in this chair, asleep in his. Is he in his armor, right? No. No. Yeah, yeah. So he's just sitting there, like asleep. And Aqua, like, says, "I'll be back for you. I need to get Terra." So she goes. She meets Terra now with the white hair and the ethnic look, uh, <laughs> in Radiant Garden, surrounded by the, um, the groups like the the guards, right? Like all the organization 13 members who that's where you see them from. It's all them before they got the X in their name. Um, and she's like, Tara, we, you know, whatever we have to, I have to bring you back. And she finds, that's when she finds out like, Oh shit, it's Xehanort. Yeah. So she fights him and okay. doesn't. Okay. So do you want us to do the last bit? Cause it's like, it's like they fight and she gets pulled into the world of darkness Um, I also forgot to mention in Ventus's story, he runs into two boys around his age in Radiant Garden named Lee and Isa, uh, who are on their way to audition for the Royal Guard. Okay. Um, Isa turns into Syax in the organization. He's mm. basically man sex's right hand man. Axel is Lee. Uh, uh, they become friends and have a strong bond. So that's why, kind of subconsciously, Axel is so drawn to Roxas. Um, but Aqua basically kind of defeats Xehanort, but she gets sucked into the ground, into the darkness, um, because Xehanort is just oozing that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's because like her and Xehanort get pulled into the darkness, but she sacrifices herself to save. Like she give, she uses her Keyblade um, to to like, but it turns into like the glider thing that she uses to to get Terra out of there. She gives him. And so then she falls into the land of the darkness with just Master Ericus's Keyblade. Mm. And so then she has to now fall, like go through the darkness, which wasn't there a part. I could be misremembering, but does, isn't there like a level you get to play in the final mix of going through the dark world or no? Because uh, I swear I saw that I once. Okay. There, I feel like there was an extra thing there, but pretty much she, she's now stuck in the darkness world and she's walking and walking and walking. And the game ends with her meeting a black-cloaked individual and them just talking at, at the beach at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 where Sora and Riku were stuck. And she's like... Because didn't, didn't she meet Sora and Riku on the island too? Yes. Yeah, so she met Sora and Riku on the island as well. And she's like, she's talking to this dude and, he, and he's like, oh, don't worry. The darkness is being fought and all this other stuff. She's like, who's fighting it? And he says his name is Sora, and she like starts kind of tearing up and says, "Oh, cool!" Like it also is a way where she goes, "Oh, I've been here for a long time." Yeah, because Sora is now an adult, an adult fighting the darkness, and she's like, "I've been here forever. I'm probably not gonna leave." And the person beside her is the original Ansem, Diz, Diz, but before he went blackface. Uh, um, <laughs> But they talk, and, and that's how the game ends. The game ends with you going, so that's how Xehanort becomes Ansem and Xemnas. That's how Riku, Kairi, and Sora kind of get involved. It's literally a, a game to tell you what happened, while also showing that's why Roxas doesn't look like Sora when he becomes a nobody, like everybody else looks like themselves. Mm-hmm. It's Ven's soul. Because at the end, Ven, Ven pretty much shatters himself, like the fractured part of his heart reaches out to Sora again and full on just says, I'm going to, we're going to protect each other. So he goes into Sora's heart, which is why Sora can use a Keyblade because Ven is a part of him. And then Ven is now protected 
in Sora's heart. His body's in Castle Oblivion, just chilling there. But there's that. And so the game ends with Terra is now being just carried. Yeah, puppeteered. Then is catatonic, and Aqua is alone in the world of darkness. So there's a literal point in the story where Sora has not one, not two, but three hearts inside of him? More. There's more. We'll get there. We might actually have to do a part four. Because there's a lot. I don't even know if that can be tonight. Because it's almost, it's eight. Yeah, it's like eight o'clock. We're gonna end real quick. We still have a little bit of time, and I, we're gonna completely skip uh, coded because it's really not important except for like give the give the elevator pitch coded. Okay, so Kingdom Hearts coded. Uh, it started out as a Japanese cell phone game. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura came up with the plot while he was drunk at karaoke. <laughs> um, basically. The, the journal that Jiminy has in Kingdom Hearts 2, when they wake up, says, thank, thank nominee. They're like, what the fuck happened to all my data? They put it in a computer, this physical journal. They put it in a computer, <laughs> and they digitize it. And um, it's Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and Chip and Dale the Chipmunks. What? Uh, <laughs> they were important before. Yeah, they, they made the gummy bear ship. Oh, um, that's important. <laughs> yeah, they're mechanics. Uh, they... They're like, all right, so we got this digital version of the world that basically plays out like a video game. Uh, we got to get, like, a good character to use. Let's use Sora. <laughs> but, like, level cheat so he gets a Keyblade already. Uh, so Sora's going through all these worlds. They're all fucked up. Um, they find out that the data's corrupted because Maleficent and Pete somehow got in there, like the real ones. Uh, they find out that the journal has manifested itself as another version of Riku. So now there's three Rikus in the canon. Uh, but this one is just like a book in human form. Um, so they put bugs in him, uh, in Riku, and they're like, oh no, they're destroying the data Riku. And uh, they basically like go through the whole thing and fuck everything up, and then they get it better again. And then at the end, Naminé shows up in the journal, and she's like, hey, I'm Naminé. And then Data Sora, the video game character they're playing as, is like, hey, thank you. And that's all that one amounted to. <laughs> oh my god! So then, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, remember that that note in Kingdom Hearts two? Yeah, yeah. So that note was Yen Sid and Mickey saying, "Hey, Sora and Riku, you guys are gonna take the Mark of Mastery exam to become Keyblade Masters." And it's like, oh shit! And that's what that game is. It's basically they have to go and wake the Seven Sleeping World. Yeah. There's worlds that were engulfed by darkness. They have to go wake him up. This is coded. No, this is now Dream Drop Distance 3D. Ah. <laughs> this game is very important to the lore. We're going to skip a lot of the Disney stuff because it's, again, more Disney shit. But basically, um, they go into this world and you see Sora um, has to go wake these worlds. He's going through and he's he meets a young Xehanort. Like, we're talking old bald dude Xehanort. Younger. And mm. it's like, oh, hey. And not Puerto Rican. Nope, still Puerto Rican. Very. Puerto Rican. <laughs> Very. Oh, my. <laughs> Arguably. How does he get whiter with age? <laughs> I don't know. Money? Um, point, maybe. I don't um, know anymore. Yeah, that's not <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, but basically, Sora is... The plot of Dream Drop Distance is they send them off, but Organization 13 is still active and has figured out a way to trap Sora in their worlds that they want him to go through. So they're making him go on a journey to corrupt him. And then Riku, un, like without knowing, journeyed into Sora's memories and into his mind and became Sora's Dream Eater, which are the, the monsters you fight in this game. But you can also make your own versions, and it's that's the gameplay mechanic. But instead of Donald and Goofy this time, you basically make these Pokemon-ass Dream Eaters to help you out. Uh, have different abilities. I choose you, fuckachoo. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, through the whole game, which by the way, there's a Tron world, like from the Tron uh, Legacy movie. That's kind of awesome. Um, uh, they couldn't get Jeff Bridges, but you know. Well, to be you know, fair, it is what it is. Yeah, for real. For a 3DS game? Hell no. Um, for, mm-hmm. So they pretty much... The base of this game is that like they have to take their mark of mastery, and you think that's what's going to happen, and then they go through the entire plot, and it turns out it was a trick by the organization. We get to see Ansem, Mansex, uh, Young Xehanort, Old Xehanort, the whole thing. Like, it's everybody's back, and we're like, what the fuck's going on? You find out... There's a reason why in the first game they needed seven princesses of light. 
and there's a reason why Organization 13 exists. So nobodies actually do have hearts, despite what they told us before. Mm. No, so what, what you need to open Kingdom Hearts is seven pure lights and 13 darknesses. So throughout the entirety of the games, everything that has happened happened for a reason. In Kingdom Hearts 1, young Xehanort went back in time to pretty much kick things into gear. He he caused Destiny Island to erupt and go nuclear. Um, he caused... Uh, he went back in time to tell his younger self in Terra's body what to do and like split yourself into two so you can do this and all of this just so he could resurrect himself as old man Xehanort as a, as, and his 13 Xehanorts. Organization 13's whole goal was to make 13 of himself hmm. that were pure darkness, and he wanted Sora to be one of them. Uh. And that was the whole, like, oh shit moment of Kingdom Hearts 3D. Turns out Riku is still dealing with that darkness because his villains are Ansem and, like, uh, young Xehanort as well. Um... With this, you like it pretty much sets the stage for Kingdom Hearts three, and they pretty much they go okay. We have the seven hearts of light, and Organization thirteen has their darknesses, and once they all come together to fight, Kingdom Hearts is going to open, and that's the setting the stage for for Kingdom Hearts three. However, in Dream Drop Distance, guess who wakes up as with their heart intact? Uh, Axel. After sacrificing himself in two, he wakes up and is like, what the fuck is going on? So do a couple other organization members as well. And they're like, what? Well, Axel goes to save the day because he goes to Master Yen Sid and says, hey, I want to help out. So he goes to fight to save the day. And then later on they go, well, what were you going to do, Axel? He says, well, I was going to summon my Keyblade that I got now, but I couldn't at the time. And he summons a Keyblade and it's pretty much like the... The, the one you get. Well, no, it's like his chakram thing, the throwing star, with a flame coming out. Ooh. It's kind of cool. And uh, we now find out who the seven hearts are. It's Sora, Riku, Axel? No, yes. Axel, Kairi, Mickey. No, 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 no. We, the Wayfinder trio. They're part of them. So, Terra, Aqua, Ven, Sora, Riku, Kairi, and Mickey. Or Axel. Axel goes in there somewhere. I think it's because Terra's technically not there, so they just put Axel in there. Mm -hmm. But pretty much those are the seven lights. And then Organization 13 with Xemnas, Xehanort, Ansem, Young Xehanort, Terra, and the multiple other just nobodies they've grabbed are the Darknesses. Okay. Zigbar is one of them. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um... He was down with the whole plot. Yeah. Oh, clearly. Yeah, so he, like, he was like, I'm in. And then that sets the stage for Kingdom Hearts 3. Dream Drop Distance was the game when it came out. It blew your mind because you went, what the fuck? I would recommend watching a video on that one because I, I cannot explain it in a really good way. Um, so the mark of mastery for them wasn't just hitting balls like it was in uh, Birth by Sleep. They actually had to dive into this other realm called the Realm of Sleep. So they're basically just asleep in Yen Sid's office this whole time. Um... While that's happening, Donald and Goofy are doing some fuck shit outside. <laughs> uh, Yen Sid's like spouting exposition to them uh, as a like way for us to get it. Um, they get out of the dream. Riku fully saves Sora from becoming a Xehanort. Um, and Yen Sid is like, Riku, that was some pretty sick shit you pulled. You're a master now. Uh, and then he was like, Sora, you're not a master. You fuck this whole thing up. Uh, so Riku is now the highest rank you can get in the Keyblade Wielders. Right now, there are only two in the series with him and Aqua. And the end of the game, I think it's the secret ending, is Kairi goes, I want to train. Like, she's like, I want to be a part of this. And so her, and it's shown in Kingdom Hearts 3, but her and Axel are going to train mm -hmm. for, to wield the Keyblades. Sora has to go and figure his shit out. Um, and Riku is now going to team up with Mickey to find like the darknesses and like they're, they're plotting. Sora has to go learn how to be a master, I guess. At least that's how they open three with, but yeah. And then back cover happened and that's like a prequel to the prequel to the prequel. That's about like the Keyblade wielders before the war and a whole thing. And the master of masters that is now the plot point of the series. 
that they're unraveling. Hmm. But you don't need to know that yet. When we get to the Kingdom Hearts 3 episode, that's when we'll have more. And we'll do a full thing. We're not going to do it today because, again, this is a lot it's of shit. so much time. Yeah. So, anyway, is there anything else you want to add to all this discussion? <sighs> um, um, not currently. I'll save it for the 3 video. Pretty much what I would recommend is after this, literally go look up a, a video that's like Kingdom Hearts story so far up until three and hopefully it'll explain that so then when we get to do our three podcast you're like ready i will do that anytime but tonight yeah, <laughs> no, yeah for real yeah it's it's like 8 30 i love you guys we have been doing this since 4 30 yeah it no, has been, been four it's been, been four it's been and a half four and a half hours trying to that's been about four four hours or, yeah it's 15 to... minutes trying to figure this out i've had people texting me his girlfriend's texting him like it's we've literally been sitting here we're sitting here commenting on the fact that some middle-aged japanese man decided to make a racially charged homophobic <laughs> and homoerotic at the same time <laughs> simultaneously homophobic and homoerotic meld between disney both final fantasy and like hentai <laughs> oh the hentai is insane Oh yeah, that was in that was in 3D. So yeah. Anyway, it it's a whole cacophony of it. There's a reason why it has a lot of fans is because, for all of its faults, it is unapologetically like the hero's journey. Well, for me, it's like it's unapologetically the hero's journey. Sora is uncorruptible. He is the hero of the story. And yes, it's some cringy ass dialogue, but like. When you break it down, it's like, this is like some Japanese shit. Like, it is very clearly an anime that they decided was, I don't know, with, with, with like, Disney-level, uh, like, themes. Because remember, it is it does have Disney seal of approval on it, so they can't go too dark with it, despite going pretty dark sometimes. But they can't have, like, Sora straight stab a dude through the chest and kill him. It's like, no, they have to be, like... Whatever, but anyway, I'm scared for what you're about to play. The, this but is the this is to clarify. This is about everything I've gotten from today. Just what I've got. I, I don't know if you heard it, but it, it's the Smosh clip of that. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna end it there. Uh, oh we'll we'll be back at some point to do the rest of it to pretty much tell you about Kingdom Hearts three and Melody of Memory, which that too because I forgot that was a th I for I don't think I've played that one fully. Yeah. So you'll you'll be teaching me, or I'll go play it at home. Uh, but yeah. So this is uh, King, our our part three. We'll do part four at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but this was, yeah. And and after, at some point, too, we're going to have the Destiny podcast. Oh, I'm going to turn this around on you guys. Yeah. It won't be nearly as complex, but it's going to be a fun. lot. A fun note is I have played Destiny oh, probably more than BJ has to where I know most of the plot post Forsaken. Uh, it's all of Destiny 1 because of all that stupid card shit. Where they Which hated. I read all of them, by yeah, the way. Yeah, like, he knows. This man knows. Like, I, I do not know much of Destiny 1's lore. Um, I know 2's beginning story and kind of its expansions, but then, like, ah, Forsaken Onward, I, I kept up with it. I have yet to play, like, a lot of the new season stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to jump in with Witch Queen again. Yeah, I'm going to... This is what I'm going to do for right now is whenever we do this Destiny episode, once I'm finished, you know, recovering from the acid trip that is Kingdom Hearts 1 and We're through still whatever, not done. I know we're not. You're going to re-dose me in, like, two weeks. But yeah. once we're done with this, I'm going to take you guys, I'm going to sit you down, and I'm going to explain what exactly the Traveler is and give you guys a prep for Witch Queen when we start, you know, smashing ghouls. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening to this three-part epic that is still not done. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna release these periodically. It's not gonna be at, like our normal. We're gonna put the first one out on, on Thursday, and they're gonna kind of come out like maybe Saturday, Tuesday, and then we'll have Thursday's podcast next week. That's just the traditional podcast, and we'll have Landon back to finish the Kingdom Hearts. We're gonna have a break. Thank let, you. Let him have a break. Um, but then we'll we'll go off and and 
come back to f- do the finale for now because the games are not over with yet they're not over with and honest to god i would love to keep doing it but it's 8 30 at it's night i've had just about go. enough of puerto ricans man sex and yamaka wearing demons so yeah that's <laughs> that's kingdom hearts anyway thanks guys for for everything thank you for listening uh anything you need to say landon help me <laughs> yeah take it sleazy <laughs>